to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. What has been the ultimate fear of me? And I'll probably continue next week. Who knows? Maybe a series. But I thought I should share that with you as my thank you. Jeremiah 24 verse 7, God says something very interesting. And it's a prophecy about the people of Israel. And we know by New Testament application that it was also a prophecy about the bride of Christ. And he says something that has been, for me, the key to uh, knowing God And having God involved in every stage of my life. So Jeremiah 24 verse 7, he says, Then I'll give them a heart to know me. Remember, we had already been told in Ezekiel that there will be a new heart that will be given. That's why if you're in here and you find maybe the things of God, you're just called towards them. Today, when we call the altar call, give your life to Christ. God will give you a new heart. Okay? So it says, I'll give them a heart to know me. A heart that has been designed to know God. It's been given the software to know God. That's the way that heart has been designed. That I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 8 and verse 10. A very amazing scripture which talks about us. And that's the reason why we can believe in anyone. That's why somebody can come and can, can have the most horrible story. But we believe that when we share this gospel with them, they are heart transplants and they receive a heart to know him. That's why we don't judge anyone. Notice. So in case you're thinking your story is done, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. I say there's hope for you. Tell your neighbor there's hope for you. Look at Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10. It says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. So the sin factor, you won't have to worry, right? And it says, and I will be their God and they will be my people. We'll settle on that one shortly, but look at the next verse. None of them shall teach his neighbor. And none his brother saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. Imagine that. Where the person, where we can learn from everyone. Because the person who just got born again today would have experienced a certain aspect of God which we all want to learn from. 
Imagine that. Somebody who's been in the faith all these years can tell you, you know, you know can come and share with us about God the righteous judge because they've seen God bring down one and pull up another. Another person can come tell us, hey, you know, I want to share with you about the God of open doors because they've, they, they, they've read in the scriptures and they've seen it about the God who got the key of David and can open doors that no one can close and even close those that no one can open. I don't know if you're getting my point. Somebody else has experienced intimacy at this level. Another one has experienced the Holy Ghost at this level. Another one has experienced the fire delivery fire at this level. So you find that we end up having a church where, my goodness, one of the most amazing meetings is sale, for example. Because that's why everyone meets, they give their contribution. And you're amazed because everyone is experiencing a dimension of God. Imagine how family prayers will be at night. And every day you're exchanging. This one is the one leading prayer. The next day, the other one. You all know that there's, there's an aspect of God because everyone will know him from the least to the greatest. Praise God. That's why I love testimony sessions. You don't know how much I get blessed. Just hearing people testify. It's like there's a dimension of God they've seen which... Did you hear yesterday's testimony? Uh, there were so many. You, did you hear the one from Katongo? While she was sharing how she came to my office and we prayed. And I advised her, why don't you check like this? But her faith was like this. Her faith was even bigger than my advice. Yeah, I'm telling you. And I've seen that a lot. Praise God. Have you ever had someone come to you for you to pray for them for a miracle? Which even you, you're wondering, mm, this one. And I pastor, just lay hands. I know it will be done. I don't know if you're getting my point. But what I'm trying to say is God wants to be personal to everyone. He wants everyone to have a personal relationship. That's why I quoted Jeremiah and Hebrews where it says, I will be their God. When God meets Moses, he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But later on, he was no longer the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He became the God of Moses. As in, he could now defend Moses and say, hey, And interestingly, that's the scripture we're going to next. Notice how personal God considered Moses. And it's something I've always desired because this is a gift for every Christian. It's got nothing to do with being a pastor. Let me show you that it's got nothing to do with being a pastor. In Numbers 12, Miriam and Aaron were gossiping about Moses, right? And then look at verse... And then God called for a meeting. It wasn't Moses who called for it. So God calls for a meeting. And then in verse 6... We see something interesting. God begins to give Moses his CV. He said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision, and I speak to him in a dream. Hold on there. So God is explaining how, look, when there's a prophet, some, some of the signs will be this. There will be visions, there will be dreams. Similarly, when you go to the New Testament, you see that there are signs of an apostle, for example. There are signs of anything. There are signs of a calling. They are there. One of the signs, one of the apostolic signs is that you easily raise your own people. You can't be stuck. Can take you to a bush. <laughs> when they come back, they'll find the city of the Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. And you can raise people. But here is the thing. Are you aware that that in itself is a calling? And it's a gift. Praise God. 
that in itself is a calling and it's a gift. It can be abused. It can be used well. It can be underused. But when you study in the scriptures, you'll notice that there are some people who would have fulfilled their prophetic calling, but they'll go to hell. Because they never knew God. They never lived a life pleasing to God. They could switch up and do a sermon here and there, but afterwards maybe they're sleeping around with someone or they're doing ABCD. And if that's the case for pastors, you can imagine one of the saddest sights would be to see someone who, was, who knew how to praise, knew how to worship, knew how to talk the talk, knew how to sow the seed, knew how to um, preach the sermons and all that stuff, encourage others. But God wasn't personal to them. And because he wasn't personal, there's a double life. So notice, God tells Miriam and Aaron, look, this is how you know there's a prophet among you. You know because I'll make myself known to him in visions and in dreams. But look at the next part. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. What he was saying is this. Moses was more than a deacon. Hey, he was more than a minister. He was more than a board member. He was more than a cell leader. He was more than a prophet. His CV in heaven was beyond being a prophet. What was his CV? He was faithful in all of God's house. And what was the reward for that? Let's go. I speak with him face to face. Plainly, not in dark sayings. I don't need to use codes and everything. I'll just tell him it's like this. And it says, and he sees the form of the Lord. There's an aspect of God Moses could see that others couldn't. If you had to, if you had to read in Deuteronomy, you'll notice that God actually says, deliberately I hid my form from you because you would have created idols. But Moses could see the form of God. And says, he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? In short, Moses and God, it was personal, man. It was personal. It was beyond the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was personal. Far be it from you that you'd be like Solomon. Who for Solomon, if it wasn't for the God of his father David, hey, well, God starts saying, okay, it's just because of your father, David. Otherwise, this one, this one's a problem. My encouragement to us is that God can be personal to you beyond callings, beyond titles, beyond, listen, beyond coming here and having the suits and all those things and people are saying A, B, C, D. What about when you're home? What about when everyone goes away? I've had some of the biggest conferences, I think, for a young person in Zambia. And then they all finish. They finish. Imagine. Then they go. And they're alone. At that point, if you don't have a relationship with God, you'll be a failure. And you always need people to clap for you, for you to feel that you're doing something. When you've got a relationship with God, even your, what you determine as success becomes different. It becomes different. Because you realize that how can I put it? All this stuff we can accumulate on earth, which, by the way, we should, because the Bible says the Father knows that you need these things. None of them will follow you. None of them will be part of your CV. No matter how much work you did for Mr. Thorncroft, when you stand before God, God will ask, what did you do for me? So God wants you to have a personal relationship with him. And that's my encouragement to you. Praise God. Listen to me. Uh, very quickly. 
love him with everything. In Luke 10, 27, when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbors yourself. If you decide to love God with everything, there's really nothing more you can give. So God himself will raise your capacity. Like, just love him with everything. Get emotional about God. Get mental about God. Get physical about God. <laughs> love him with everything. Serve him with everything. And then next, you love, love your neighbors yourself. Because if you love him with everything, you will love people. Because people are in his heart. Be concerned about his business. Be concerned about what God is trying to achieve here on earth. Or what God is achieving here on earth. Be part of it. When you read Acts 13 verse 22, the Bible tells us about David. And the Bible tells us that God gave a testimony about David. Imagine that. God like stands before the angels. Before the gods and the lords and says, I've got a testimony. What's your testimony? There's this guy called David. This one, there's nothing I can tell him to do that he won't do. He will do all my will. A man after God's heart. You know what I'm giving you are the keys to intimacy with God, eh? In case you didn't catch that. The final one. I've been very fast. Love righteousness. Let me show you. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. The Bible says, You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your peers, more than your companions. When it speaks of Jesus in Isaiah 11 and speaks of the seven spirits of God, notice what it says over there in verse 3. It says his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Righteousness is beyond not sinning. Righteousness, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning his way of being and doing right from the Amplified. Righteousness, when you love righteousness, you love God's style, you love God's way, you love God's principles, you love God's methods, you love his statutes, you love his word. Where he has told you to have a limit, you love the limits he's given you. Where he has told you to go yonder, you love the the boundaries he has extended for you. What he has told you to say, you love it. Like, love righteousness. Love God's way of doing things. God has got his way of doing things. He's got his way of people going to the top, for example. Check Abraham. He didn't like the Babylonian way in Genesis 11. He preferred Genesis 12. Love righteousness. Love his way. Love his way. I've noticed something. When you set your heart to do things God's way, it won't be difficult for you to hear God. It won't be difficult for you to hear God. For example, if you set your heart to believe the best in everyone you meet, it won't be difficult for you to discern if they are the wrong person in your life. 
I've just observed that. There are certain things God just honors. He honors it when we honor him. Like just love in righteousness. Imagine that being your testimony. That there goes a man who loves righteousness. There goes a woman who loves righteousness. Who just loves God's way of doing things. Praise God. And my encouragement to you as I end is in James 4 verse 5 from the Amplified. The Bible is very clear and says, do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose? That says the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us and he yearns to be welcomed with a jealous love. God wants that relationship with you more than you even want one with him. There are things he wants to show you. There are things he wants to tell you. Let me give you a personal example, a really, really personal one. Now, not so long from now, there will be an addition to my clan, right? And I found it interesting. I asked myself a question the other day. I'm like, how can I love someone I've not met? I asked myself that question. I said, how can I honestly love someone I've not met? I've got no idea how they look. How can I do that? And then, the way I am, if you know me, every time I'm thinking like that, I start writing songs. So I'd written a song. And don't worry, it's just for me. <laughs> and there's a part where I said, I can't wait for the time when you understand these words. So we praise God for their durability and ABCD. But imagine the level of fellowship when the person gets to understand what I'm really communicating. And that's how, and, and, and I thought, ah, while well, we were yet sinners, Christ still loved us. Like, even before we were born again. And God couldn't wait. He's like thinking, I need that one saved because I want to show them this. I want to teach them what Jeremiah meant when he said this. I want to teach them what Isaiah meant when he said this. I want to teach them what Matthew meant when he said this. I can't wait to uniquely reveal myself to each of them and relate with each of them. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's any person here and your relationship with God is questionable. By questionable, let me tell you what I mean. In Zambia, everyone's a Christian, right? Then, <laughs> there's, there are those questions we don't like ask, asking ourselves. Sometimes, unfortunately, people only ask themselves at funerals, which is, if the Lord Jesus came today, do you have to negotiate your way in do you have to say, God, I can explain. I can explain. Or would you be, oh, when the saints go marching in. You'd even be the one doing this to everyone else. <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> would you be the one saying, oh, Lord, I'm glad that I am in that number. Is, is judgment something that's fearful for you? Check the scriptures. When they would talk about rapture and the coming of the Lord, it was actually to encourage believers. For believers, it's comforting to hear about the rapture. It's comforting to hear that the Lord is coming. We feel good. As a matter of fact, the final coming of the Lord, the bride will shout, come, Lord Jesus. Like, we'll be tired. We'd have done everything there is to do. Like, Lord, there are no more miracles to work here. Come, 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 come. And then he'll come with a shout of command. And he'll look at his church without spot or wrinkle cleaned by the word, 
And he will say, this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. Hey! <laughs> that church won't be a baby. It will be full grown. Bone of his bone. Flesh of his flesh. Exactly like he is. And God wants you to be part of that. And remember, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. The word of God is here. It can cleanse you. It can give you a conscience again. The word of God can restore innocence. And I'm talking about what I've seen. So if there's a person in this place and that applies to you, even if you're the only one, or perhaps you're watching, for those watching, click a link to a WhatsApp group and enter right now and say, I'm giving my life to Christ right now. For those who are in this room, I would like you to do God the honor of just raising your hand so that today you can be born again. And then for others, it's a restoration. Because perhaps you started on this journey, but somewhere along the way, it crashed. In a moment, just raise your hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Just raise it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Anybody else? Come on, just raise your hand. I see it. I see it. Okay. Those who've raised their hands, just stand. 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 Those who've raised their hands, stand. 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 Even if you never raise your hand, but you know this one is you. Stand. 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 Stand from everywhere. I want you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came in the flesh. Pastor Zreni, you died, you were buried, and you rose again. I give you my life. I'm from this day, I'm born again. Now I sense a cleansing. Anything that has held you back, any foul spirit, I commanded in the name of Jesus to go. Jesus' name. I sense a cleansing, a cleansing and an infilling of the Spirit. Uh, is there someone? It's, I'm not sure how to describe it, but I, I would almost think something is broken, but it has to do with like your hand because there's, there's pain that hasn't been stopping on the hand. Who's that person? Just raise your hand quickly. Yeah, you've had pain that hasn't been stopping. Okay. Lift your hands from there. It's done. In the name of Jesus, I command that pain to go completely. In Jesus' name. And Lord, now I take this moment and pray for anyone who's not been well in their body. Anyone who's not been well in their mind. Anyone who's not been well in their heart, in their emotions. I pray over them in the name of Jesus. Wellness, wellness, wellness. I speak supernatural wellness over you. Your mind is free. That foul spirit that has been bothering your mind, that foul spirit that has been bothering your heart, I command it in the name of Jesus to let you go. In Jesus' name. I command that foul spirit of sickness, that foul spirit of sickness, that has been challenging your body. I command that foul spirit of sickness in the name of Jesus. Go! In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for your people. Lord, look at how much they love you. Look at how faithful they've been to you. And this is now the blessing on this day. On this day where we are commemorating what you've done with CRL. Now, this is the blessing I speak over you. That from this moment, yes, you have carried the vision. 
you may carry the ark you may carry the ark into the water but once the ark is in the water the ark begins to carry you so i pray in the name of jesus that this vision carries you this vision lifts you in the name of jesus lord i pray right now a blessing i pray a blessing i pray a blessing summer come here quickly i pray a blessing over those that have been seeking to rise in the corporate world those that have been seeking to rise in the corporate world those that have been seeking to rise in employment those that have been seeking to rise in business in the name of jesus i release the blessing i release the blessing i release that blessing you are rising in ministry you are rising in ministry you are rising in the name of jesus in the name of jesus your rising is great says the lord your rising is great says the lord now the name of jesus none shall be unemployed none shall fail with their businesses none shall lack a mate even those who've been believing god in the area of marriage i release that blessing in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus now in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth i declare that anointing to govern you have favor with man and with god i release that in the name of jesus in the name of jesus grace for academics i'm just seeing the vision pulling it's pulling and pulling in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i pray over you that may you find favor in places you never thought you would find it may you find honey in the carcass of a lion in the name of jesus that blessing over your works in jesus name in the name of jesus in the name of jesus very quickly where's toko come here come now even as i pray for you your entire team receives this blessing in the name of jesus you and your team now you rise in prominence everywhere else in jesus name that's your rising 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 thank you thank you just one more minute please just one more minute the board members have not prayed for we rarely pray for them come quickly i'm not gonna lay hands i'll just speak in the name of jesus in the name of jesus you are blessed you have carried this vision now may this vision carry you in the name of jesus it's done it's done the deacons who are not here lift your hands deacons ministers lift your hands you are blessed the vision carries you in the name of jesus department heads you are blessed sale leaders you are blessed in the name of jesus yes 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 all leaders of campuses you are blessed all leaders in departments you are blessed and all members you are blessed 
Jesus. been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.